And I think it's important actually to say it here. Um, one of my biggest concerns and also goals that I always try to maintain is that, I mean, a, a lot of times black people, ex people expect black businesses to fail. And I, you know, and, and there's already so many ways in which we're projected in the media when we fail, we're not given that grace. And, you know, so the execution and um, the, the um, having that strong ethical standard is so big to me for this nonprofit, this goal, because, you know, a lot of people in the industry early on were charging artists to do a lot of things. And you, you should you should charge artists and artists should want to invest in themselves. But there's a line between, you know, is this really developing the artists or am I just trying to use them because I know they have this dream? yeah how you feeling i'm good sister okay. you're ashley brown yo hey. first off let me give you your your flowers oh. uh i've been to three dc music summits and one like obviously what you're doing is really important and special but yeah. two your execution is flawless you thank and your you team for saying that because this kicked my butt there were so many things Woof! thank you thank you for saying you, that. Thank you, you and your team are doing it and that's you okay. know we put events together so i know it is a challenge it's a task yeah. behind the scenes you probably going crazy but from a outward looking <laughs> in i was thoroughly impressed with you your oh. team like the flow the communication the the okay. follow-through okay was all well done so big ups to you thank you and you know honestly hearing that from you um a uh, former owner of house studios i grew up go um, going into that studio i was still kind of learning the process so I didn't have like a full on membership and things, but I got blessed to kind of record in that studio and work with other artists in that space. And I think we even shot a video inside and outside of it um, with some other growing artists. So for you to be the owner of that and that become like a staple in DC early on, um, it means a lot to hear that from you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And I remember, <laughs> I remember very well. I, I've seen yeah. you grow up in, in music and more importantly, I think in business, I've seen you like- Thank you. Like you are, you are a, a force to be reckoned with. And so I'm excited to have this convo because I don't, I mean, you've got more eyes than I do, but I feel like it's important that we shine a light on people who are doing things really well, Yeah, yeah. Um, especially for artists, because it's, you know what it is. It's not easy for us. So, and, and you know, um, I also want to bring up uh, what you just said about um, the execution. One of my, and I think it's important actually to say it here, um, one of my biggest concerns and also goals that I always try to maintain is that, I mean, a, a lot of times Black people, ex people expect Black businesses to fail. And I, you know, and, and there's already so many ways in which we're projected in the media when we fail. We're not given that grace. And, you know, so the execution and um, the, the um, having that strong ethical standard is so big to me for this nonprofit, this goal, because, you know, a lot of people in the industry early on were charging artists to do a lot of things. And you, you should you should charge artists and artists should want to invest in themselves. But there's a line between, you know, is this really developing the artists or am I just trying to use them because I know they have this dream of fame and things. So and, and, and it happens in many different industries. You know, mm -hmm. it's not just the arts industry and we shouldn't just blame entertainment. I mean, it happens. I mean, even couch surfing or whatever they mm -hmm. call it, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> couch surfing. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to put a, a raw, bad phrase <laughs> on couch surfing, but you know the couch situation. Um, it um, it has always put that stigma only in the entertainment industry, but that happens in so many different industries. So yeah. my goal is to make sure that DC Music Summit can stay as you know, ethically strong and really about the artists and what we do. I am human. There are falls, uh, flaws. There are, you know, people are human, but I try to always bring it back to, you know, how can we be the standard and continue to be, you know, strong black led and be respected. So thank I, you. I respect it. And I, I lived it again. You, you know, you yeah. talk about house and everyone saw the, the product that became house, yeah. but yeah. my biggest fear day one was, 
I'm a black man starting a recording studio in Washington, D.C. In, on 12th Street Northeast, right? Like, yeah, yeah. before it was what it is now, we know what that area was. Like, right, Saratoga, right? right? I call it something else now, but we were in up Saratoga. Yeah, up in Northeast, or whatever they call it now. We were in uh, Saratoga, right. 2009, 2010. Yeah. yeah. Pre, you know, every house had gates on the, like, so. You hear me? You know, it was it yeah. was a it was an uphill battle, and the reality is that I mean, this isn't even a feeling. This is like you have to be ten times better with ten times less. Yeah. Yes. Right? Like yes. And and yes. And so <laughs> I was terrified of the stigma, and and one of the things I think probably the thing I'm most proud of is especially when we're in Northeast, but even when we moved to Hyattsville, was we never had an incident, right? With all the people, all the artists, all the big celebrities, all the gangbangers, all the people that came yeah. through house, we yeah. never had an incident. And that oh, was that my, biggest, news. my yeah. biggest thing was yeah. like, even when there was yeah. potential for like drama with people, yeah. I'd be like, no, like y'all know what it is. Y'all yeah. know like who I am and what we stand for. Yeah. This can happen here. And and the funny thing is the artists knew that. Like I remember yeah. when, when Fat Trail and Glizzy were going through their thing okay. and they were both recording out of house. Yeah. And like my rule with them was like, whatever y'all got going on out there mm. cannot happen here. I don't care if y'all yeah. see each other in this building <laughs> because this right. is all we got. Like there is That's no right. other place Hello. for us. Uh, still having that problem, that yeah. lack of that need being fed. Want to talk to you maybe maybe after this. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, again, I've told you, you've got my support. I, I see oh. how you roll. I, I know what you're about. I, I'm, yeah. I'm a believer. I'm a supporter. And we'll okay. get to that here and well after. Yeah, and, and I also wanted to say just about that. I never felt that I was not safe, though, even though it was off of Rhode Island Avenue, Northeast. I grew up in Northeast, too. So, of course, you know, when you know your hood, you don't feel, you know, a certain way. But also that I never it was in the alleyway, one of the entrances, and I never not felt safe. You know, yeah. I could be there with the homies. And I, I really felt like that was the air. Like, we need to respect what we have. So yeah. don't I, to others, don't sleep on the community. You know, yeah, we definitely no. can value it. Mm hmm. Community is everything. And that's yeah. why, again, I don't know what we're going to title this episode, but, you know, our podcast is for artists, creators, okay. aspiring managers, anyone who wants to get in the industry. And really, it gives me a chance to, like, hear your story. You share it with our community because I feel like the next Dior Ashley Brown just needs to know it's possible. Right. Like That's right. That's and and right. so by yeah. you sharing your story, someone's going to be like, yeah. wow, if she did it. I could do it. Or if he did it, I could do it. And that's what this is for. So now yeah. obviously I know you, but but tell the people listening who you are. Who is Dior Ashley Brown? Wow. Um I am a multifaceted creative with a huge humanitarian heart. And I am solution oriented. I yeah. see a problem and I want to solve it. Um sometimes to my ultimate benefit, sometimes to my detriment. <laughs> And to the benefit of that, you know, um, creating DC Music Summit, I'm the um, executive producer, excuse me, executive director, and I'm the founder. And um, I created DC Music Summit because I saw a need. And uh, it, it has really opened doors in that, you know, I feel like in this entertainment business, you do have to be in a space of service too, you know? So you, so that, that can usually be an in, in a lot of different ways, you know, even when, if you want to learn something, you know, interning for growing organizations like myself or um, businesses, you know, just learning that aspect. I think a lot of people lose the essence of learning, you know, and so, and paying dues is a valuable thing because you can learn a lot of what not to do <laughs> or to do, you know? So um, I am that I am the founder of, uh, an executive director of uh, DC Music Summit. Um, I studied at University of Maryland College Park, and I also went to Duke Ellington School of the Arts. So I really love, um, I started as an actor, but music was always a part of my backdrop. You know, I was singing Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey, uh, Tevin Campbell, but also listening to like hip hop's golden era, Outkast, Nas, um, or oh, big 
big, big fan of Nas, big, big fan of Outkast. Um, they really inspired a lot of my music, my rhymes, and also a lot of female artists like Queen Latifah, Nonchalant, you know, Lauren Hill are, are in the depths of a lot of my cadence and vibes and rhythm. And I was in, I was also deeply affected by the Neo Soul era, Erica Badu, Jill Scott. Um, I am an artist. I am a MC. I'm a hip hop MC. Um, I uh, I've been rocking with uh, I've been rocking in the hip hop scene in DC for quite some time. I started off really young. Um, my ex boyfriend was a DJ, and I used to uh, I I was kind of like a closet MC. So I was coming out as this poet. Like I would do these rhymes as poetry, and then I started putting them onto beats. One of my first beats I wrote on was like um on Mob Deep Shook Ones. And mm. I took up a piece of my poetry and it started to develop more. I used to do, I used to do freestyles and I was kind of whack. And then like when the boys were challenging me, I got better and better. So I love to freestyle. And um, I also lead a band. Uh, the band is called The Filthy Animals. So it's Dior Ashley Brown and The Filthy Animals. We get funky. We've had a, a year of excellence. Um, I'm so actually so glad that like the last couple of months have just been like kind of kind of slow because they've been giving me reflection like I cannot believe what was done in 2021. So um, I'm a faceted artist. I am a founder of a nonprofit. Um, I love I love the arts. Um, I don't love a lot of things that have been happening um, lately in, in the arts industry as far as, uh, you know, still not pushing that conscious narrative and like, 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 you know, letting conscious music shine or people who are real musicians shine um, and, and not dogging other artists. I'm just saying that, like, I really there's so much talent out here and um, there are just there's just there's just so much to learn and there's so much to value about arts that I'd love to see more, but um, that was probably a long intro, but those are, yeah, those, I think those are kind of the things of what I am. <laughs> I know. I love it. I love the the closet, closet rapper. I think we're all closet rappers. <laughs> you just came out. A lot of us didn't. Um, I'll say this. <laughs> okay. Uh, I was listening to your, your Spotify to get ready for the convo and oh, that great. track delivery. Yo, when I say that joint is like top notch lyricism, production, like it's just a well done record. So, so thank you, kudos to you for that. Um, I brought out delivery um in 2020. I I read I wrote it in like uh 2019 2018. Um, I actually have an album. People probably don't believe me because it's been taking so long. Cause I'm in a, I'm I, my, it's, I don't know everything I got to do. Gotta be this activism, gotta be this push. You know, I really want to push for hip hop and we'll talk more about that. Um, uh, uh, maybe, maybe later in this conversation or off, but, um, I, I do have a project, but delivery needed to come out. Mm-hmm. Delivery during the uh, during 2020 when the BM- BLM protests were happening, I was like, "Yo, this song needs to be heard." It is probably the you know it's one the one moment in time where we're actually accepting and listening to conscious music where everyone's ear was to it, and I was like, "This has to come out." So to hear you say that, thank you, thank hey. you, thank you. Wow. Yeah, you got it. So I, again. One of the things that I appreciate about you is that you do see the power of art, right? You see that it's not just music, but it's a vehicle. And you've used it, obviously, to get messages across. Yeah. But then you also use it like with DC Music Summit. So now taking the artist hat off and, and wearing the executive director hat, which is a big okay. hat to wear. Um, <laughs> why did you feel DC Music Summit was needed? I felt DC Music Summit was needed. One, like I told you, I'm a humanitarian. So once I started learning the, what was, what I, okay, I was going on LinkedIn and I, for some reason I was looking for accounting or something. And I found this accountant who helped me, uh, who was, who called herself a music accountant, music business accountant. And um, so she was pushing this whole thing that you know artists don't even realize that they are a business and that we have deductions you can deduct deduct your recording studio time you can deduct your travel and so um hired her 
started um, learning from her and she was like, you need to create yourself as an LLC, you know? And now this is, let me, let me clarify. This is for artists who want to do this as a business, not the artist who's just like, you know, chilling. They, you know, want, want $50 when they go to a gig or nothing at all. This is for the people who actually, it's a career for them. You know what I'm saying? They really see it as a business. I started learning from her that we needed, that I needed to be LC'd and that opened my whole world up to like the the fact that maybe I could get business credit and get loans. Um, it's something I'm still working towards getting loans to, you know, get equipment and things I need, set myself up for greatness. So once I started learning that I was a business, I was like, all of the artists in my community need to be a, need to learn this. And I was a part of a group called Muzai House. They called mm-hmm. themselves a gym for <laughs> artists. I was doing PR for uh, Muzai House. So I was doing PR partnerships, being the face of it. And I was just there in there and getting active. And um, I proposed this idea to a fellow uh, a jammer who used to come to our jams and she happened to work for Google. And I said, hey, I want to do what you what Google has been doing to come into the community to sell their products to creative uh, businesses, which is they wanted everyone to be using G Suite, you know, whatever. Right. They they wanted that. I said, hey, I want to do panels and discussions about this. She happened to know someone who was a part of another sister who was a part of Moog Music, who um, knew a whole bunch of connections. And in 2016, we had it was March 2016. We had the first D.C. Music Summit at the two floor uh, warehouse on 411 New York Avenue. New York Avenue. And I could not write. And I I only wanted it for the 50 people who come to the summit. But having a Google on that brought 225. So I saw that there was a need. Mm -hmm. One, it showed that there was a community and then there was a need. And I pretty much was dedicated after I did it a second year. So it was just, that's, that's really why is that I saw it. So then again, uh, we, uh, we had it a second year and 220, uh, 250 or so showed up the second year. And I had it across four or five black businesses on uh, H street. On mm-hmm. the bottom half, near, mm-hmm. where halftime was, so mm-hmm. you could go into these different restaurants and stores and go have class. So I, sometimes I'm like, I can't believe half of this I didn't even do, and not I mean, I, excuse me, that I did and didn't even know what I was doing. Yep. I didn't even know what I was doing. I can't believe it. Sometimes I'm like, wow, you know. But it was it was having that heart. And it was, you know, um, standing firm and centered in that. And I was like, I'm going to get in. And the whole time I was learning. The whole time I was still learning about these things, but it just started blowing my mind. And I was like, Black artists in this area need it, especially because you hear about the stories of TLC. You know, they're not reading their contracts. I got tired of hearing, we're not reading our contracts. I got tired of reading that. We don't have any money. You know, I think that also hurts hip hop. The fact that Black artists in the 60s and 70s, 80s, early 90s did not know their business, right? Or they were being used, whatever, what have you. They um, they were underfunded. So when, when these artists are trying to get their samples cleared, that you can't call a, a real person who owns this state. Uh, several other labels know them. You can't get a call in there. And then if you do reach them, they want a million dollars and you and you ain't got enough. You know what I'm saying? You're a growing artist. So I think uh, that has also hurt that the, the new the genre of hip hop, too, because the lack of business. I love it. Well, I love that timeline. I was at the first event. Like I said, I've been oh. to three. Um, yeah. And yeah, I remember the, the warehouse loft right right there by what's now Union Market. But back then, there was no Union Market. It was just nope. just warehouse loft and and, yep. and, yeah. and Northeast. Uh, you, Northeast. Well, I don't even know what we called it then. <laughs> uh huh. We just try to get get in the building as quick as possible. Yeah. That's what it was. Yep. Um, but. Again, I've I've seen the growth. You said something that I want to jump to. Yeah, yeah. You said I didn't know what I was doing, and one of the things my wife Davina and I joke about still is, no one knows what they're doing. Like we've done this now for over a decade, and I still don't know what I'm doing. Like that's the secret, and and I say it proudly now because like I I can only say it proudly because I'm pretty sure no one knows what they're doing. So like (laughs) even a person I'd be like, he doesn't know what he's doing. I'd be like, well, what are you doing? Like no one knows what it. We're figuring it out as we go. That's right. Having fun doing it. Yep. When you mess yep. up, you only get better. And yeah. then times change. So even when you think you figure something out, 
something new comes along and you're like, oh, I got to learn this now. So like yeah. you're constantly always evolving, yeah. but you are one that has put action behind your thoughts. And that to me is, is like a separator because the need has always been there. Yeah. There's, there's still a need and it's why I have 24 seven, why you have DC music summit. Yeah. But like, I was inspired going to your event. I was like, oh, okay. Like I got to figure out how to support more people like you, because yeah. I think now I'm in a space of rather than me try to duplicate it, right? Like yeah. maybe my resources are better put behind people who are doing it already. Yes. And like, we can yes. elevate together. Yes. Um, and then that's so I'm excited because you're already elevating. Now the Duke Ellington connection makes sense. What year did you go to Duke? If you don't mind I me asking. I'll tell the year because I'm trying to, you know, I've still, I still got to. Or better yet, let me, let me ask you this. Was, was uh, Roy Pullins the executive director when you were there? I, I don't know who Roy, I don't know Roy. Okay, yeah. okay. Because Roy is a friend of, of 24-7. He was the. Uh, well, I, knew, I do know a lot of folks, maybe by face. Yeah, yeah he was a principal. Sorry, but, but yeah. He was a principal, but not. Oh, he's, oh okay, he's not. okay. Yeah. Um, but not nah, Duke Ellington's an amazing school. Uh, yeah. I love that you did it there. For those who are listening, not from the DC area, Duke Ellington is like fame for DC, right? It's like it the is. art school yeah. that if you got real talent in any art, right? Yeah, visual, yeah. audio, anything, mm-hmm. you go to Ellington. And what I love about them, one of the young ladies that was, I guess, you guys had like guides for the instructors. So I had like someone assigned to me, which was crazy. Yeah. That was dope. Yes. dope. But she was explaining to me, like, so she's there for theater production. Mm-hmm. She goes to school regular time. Yep. And then after school, she has, yep. like, basically, like, a job at school where she learns yes. theater production. Yes. Separate from class. Yes. And yeah. I, I was, I didn't know Duke Ellington ran like that. That's crazy. Yep. That's amazing. Yeah. I, would all schools do that. I wouldn't go home to about six, seven o'clock at night because I had my that's what she said. You have your yeah. um, education block in your, and that's why Duke Ellington is so important and why we have to protect it. Um, th- there's a lot of work that needs to be done to protect that, but we have to protect it. And they're that right now they're pushing back against DCPS because they don't want to mess up the model. They don't want it to start to becoming just a program, mm-hmm. you know, where you're, you're only there for like an hour. No, because because I went to Ellington, it prepared me for the arts program at my university. And then it also prepares you for the level of work ethic that you need to really move in this industry, because you have to accept a lot of rejection, rejection it, coming into the arts already. You need to know rejection. You need to not get in your feelings and you need to have to go to the next, you know, and then the bandwidth of time and effort it takes. I mean, I tell everyone in, who comes and volunteers for DC Music Summit, I tell them all the time that it's a lot of work. But also, if you're an artist, it's going to teach you what you need to do because it is so much self-promotion, so much of having the flyer in your own bag and letting someone know on your phone and ready and constant connecting. And um, and it is, guess what, data entry. <laughs> it is collecting emails. It is who's going to upload those emails, who's going to follow up with your contracts, who's going to read your contracts, who's going to edit your contracts. All of those things you are going to have to learn about the level of work. It's not it's not a cute industry. It's, yeah. it, is, it is a fun industry. And, there, and then you can definitely grow and you can make money in it. But it is not cute. <laughs> I, not, I like that phrase. It's not a we cute We make it industry. look cute. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it isn't cute. It, it actually, it, it's a yeah. brutal industry. And I love Ooh. that you led with projection, yeah. right? Like, yeah, I can teach you how to play. I can teach you how to mix. I can teach you how to perform. Yeah. I don't know how to teach you how to be ready for like a hundred no's to get to that one. Yes. And, and the people who make it in our industry simply are cool with, with getting through the nose. It, it has my, my mentor, Paul Miner used to tell me it has nothing to do with talent. Cause if it was about mm-hmm. talent, that 11 year old cellist and that nine year old uh, pianist who can play their ass off would yeah. be winning Grammys and be at the top of billboards. It's not Hello? about talent. It's about it's not about the. T- I mean, come about, on. I'm, I'm not trying to be funny, but didn't Bad Bunny make a career off of what? What show was she on? Um, uh, the uh, talk show. He, he Doctor Phil. Doctor Phil. Doctor Phil. Uh huh. Made a career off of Doctor Phil. She was hey. she was a bad kid. She had hey. all that personality, and then when they she got that fanship. Now it's like, oh, let's try to make her into something else. Let's get, you know. And then, and then the funny thing is, it doesn't get better, right? So, like, mm. the other side of it is, so there's a, a large group of artists who will try, never make it, try and fail, and and whatever. Yeah. But even for the ones who make it, what you're really asking for is attention. 
It, yeah, it's yeah, and and yeah. and the one thing that that happens, the guarantee is for every one person that loves you, one person yeah. hates you. For every mm. one person that loves you, one person hates you. So the bigger you become, you're you're guaranteeing more hate. And a lot of people don't understand that, right? Yeah. Like if you say I want to be the biggest artist from DC, then that yeah. means that you'll have the most people hating you in DC. Yeah, exactly. that's the guarantee. Yeah. It means you'll have the most people loving you too. But mm-hmm. but what do you pay attention to? And it's really difficult. When you put out a song and you know that you're gonna have a thousand people say, This is the worst thing I've ever heard. You'll have a thousand <laughs> people say, Oh my God, this is great, but you'll also yeah. have a thousand people say this is this is crap. Yeah. And if you don't learn how to deal with that part of it, it never gets good. It, it exactly as great as Beyonce is, I can yeah. Google search right now and there's at least a hundred people who've written Beyonce's a horrible artist. Exactly. There's, there's a thousand a people who say Michael Jackson can't sing. Like that, you're not protected from it. So it's like, nope. I love that. It's not a cute industry because we paint this picture of like, oh man, yeah. once I get the manager, once I get the label deal, I've made it and then all is good. But mm-hmm. if you don't have that skin if, and, and, and Ellington does do a good job, I think of preparing, like you guys have auditions, you guys have trials, yeah. you guys have Absolutely. things. That are, that's real life. There yep. is no like, that's, oh, you're talented. Real you're life. Yeah. <laughs> it's real life. And that's why I wanted to bring DC Music Summit to my school because you learn about that. That is a huge part of the business, right? Is being able to deal rejection and know the how to have the best quality of work. But I wanted to bring that business aspect, you know, um, so that we don't have those situations where everyone is. Um, I get like we were talking about the couch situations. You're not. You don't have to compromise your art or compromise yourself. You can learn how to order up your business to to start building your stability. That's what I'm doing all the time. I'm like, I mean, I'm still mind blown to this day of all the things. I'm like, wow, if I would have known this and I would have known that, or I've or I had access to that, or if I knew how to organize that grant document or what they how to answer those questions. Like, I didn't know that. Here, here's a tidbit out for the audience: is that like sometimes you you need to write these grants in third person. You know what I'm saying? They don't want you speaking directly from yourself, you know, which is really interesting. You know what I'm saying? It's an interesting perspective. Um, but, you know, uh, you know, those are the things that um, I wanted to get us better prepared for. So DC Music Summit is for everyone. I was trying to put it in the art school so that people could really understand that, yeah, the kids need this. And then also they could directly see their community. They could see, oh, if I if I were to come out of Duke Ellington and live in D.C. before I went to New York or L.A., th- you know, this could probably gear me up or get me ready. D.C. is a DIY city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are a DIY. You know what I'm saying? If we if, if we don't see if we it is so crazy because it's so indicative of our government and the nonprofit sphere. You know what I'm saying? If we see that there's a need, we start creating it. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's crazy, but that's that's how it is. Almost I mean, I've seen so many businesses and things that are popping up because everybody's trying to fulfill um what's missing. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. I love it. And the other thing, last thing on Ellington is I hadn't been to the new campus. Yep. I mean, it's like a spaceship. I've never seen a high school look like that in my life before. <laughs> that, that is amazing that DC Isn't has that. It? That it is. is amazing. And and that's why I wanted to to um survive and thrive right now. Like I said, there there's a pushback with DCPS coming to the school. I need I really needed to have the arts vibe there because you like like people were saying, there's just kids like doing dance on the steps. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's just you you go there and you can feel and see the arts all around you. Absolutely. That, that should be a true art school, not just a program. We have we do have arts programs all over, you know, DC and different schools, but an art school is so unique, you know, just like you go to a STEM school, it's going to be unique to that, you know? So you, you built this DC music summit 2016, you, you, you get better. Eventually you, you are a nonprofit, you become a nonprofit, correct? Yes. Yes. About two years ago, we became a nonprofit. Congratulations. Again, that's a huge step, which means that, uh, for you to survive as a nonprofit, outside of your programming you accept donations and stuff so kind of right. walk the people listening through how they can support dc music summit like oh what? my god yes well well one you can definitely follow us on instagram at dc music summit you can go to our website dcmusicsummit.org and uh there is a lot of different ways you can give we have something called a grapevine 
uh, there's a link to that on our website. I think you would go into, I think it's the, I think that we have a donate button, but you can go to um, uh, Grapevine as well, where it's kind of like a Facebook for giving. And then we also have PayPal giving, which as soon as you donate, you can get your tax receipt right away where you can text to your tax professional and get um, and get that as a deduction on your taxes. But yes, you can donate to us on going to our website. Um, there's, you can also have a fundraiser for us. So you can reach out to me and say, Hey, do you, we want to have a fundraiser? I've had some local venues want to have events and give us a percentage of like maybe their bar or, you know, um, something like that, you know, or have a, a event for us where everybody, we're collecting donations. So we definitely love that, uh, definitely come out to, well, we have a membership. Let me not forget that. We have a DC Music Summit membership. It is only $50 now, but you know, it's, it's a, I think we've just reached our year. So, you know, that get, get, get it now because the fees will have to go up. But what it is, is, um, uh, you get, uh, with this membership, you'll get instant Walla, which is Washington area lawyer for the arts membership. So you can talk to, go to classes that are kind of more legally focused. So understanding your copyright better, things like that. So you'll automatically get a membership with that. You also get, I think, discount on classes at Seven Drum City. You get um, a discount at HR Records on um, in uh, DC. So if you go in there and you want to get a record or CD and you have a DC Music Summer membership, you get a discount there. Um, and we're just continuously building up the membership, get, uh, connecting with others on the affinity agreement, and then, you know, making it big and bold. We have about 60 members now, super proud of that. But that is definitely another way you can um, uh, donate and support us. Um, and uh, we'll be working on the summit so you can sponsor with us. Uh, you can, we can, I mean, the thing with DC Music Summit is DC Music Summit is endless. Uh, we're trying to attain space so that we can have regular in-person professional development. We, we do plenty of things online. Um, we're going to be doing a fundraiser in the new year. So you'll be able to come to our fundraiser um, and donate and get dressed up. Last year, it was called uh, For the Love of Music. So we hoping, we're hoping to duplicate that again. It's a red and black affair. So you start looking for your red and black outfits. Um, but there are numerous raids with the summit. Uh, we had sponsors have tables. Uh, we put them all over our website, Instagram. You can, you can help us create our recap videos. You know, we're in a content world. So uh, honestly, the possibilities are endless and you can email us sponsor at dcmusicsummit.org, info at dcmusicsummit.org. Um, yeah. And honestly, we don't have a lot of teams. So any way you can support. Uh, one of my goals is to be able to hire our team so that we can make this bigger, stronger, better. I mean, DC Music Summit to me can really shift. DC can also really shift what the industry looks like. We don't have to be just like New York and LA. You know, people are like, oh, it's not New York and LA. So you got to go to the, yeah, we can be a unique market. I would also say that uh, New York is maybe a more performative uh, city and LA is a more recording city. What is DC? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, um, uh, we can be unique in this whole, you know, arts dynamic and entertainment industry. I love it. I've got all of that. And we will definitely yeah. speak online on how 24-7 artists and us personally, our family can can support you guys. Oh, that's great. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And I, I look forward, I'm really looking forward to talking to you about more about partnerships and I think uh, Steve Strang, he was uh, one of he's one of our team members. He was like, "Yeah, you need to talk to you do about that." I was like, yeah. <laughs> "Steve's the guy." Yeah. yeah. All yeah. right. Um. So now I'm gonna shift hats. So now okay. we go back to the MC hat. Or okay, you're, you're more you're more Lauren Hill. Like Lauren's an MC, but you you can sing, you can rap, you can yeah. put on a show. Like you you're you're multifaceted, like you said. Um. But you spoke earlier about the power of of conscious music and the power of art just in general yeah what role do you think artists do you think it should be all artists or do you think it should be a calling that your art should speak for a message to a message and have some type of impact tied to it i think it's important for everyone to tell their story mm. um i also had to kind of sit back right because i listened to rick ross um i listened to mcmill i listened to tunchi you know, I I even listen to I've listened to Nicki Minaj more now than I did in the past, funny enough. But like um, I had to think sit back a little bit because there is a level of um, what am I trying to say? Uh putting out vision board creating. You know what I'm saying? Like they are putting out into the atmosphere what they want. And then 
it is coming back to them. So I am not diminishing anyone putting out that they want to see grease and they only want to have um, uh, bottles of cliquet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, if you work this hard like I've worked, you want to see some sunny beaches. You want to put your foot, foot in the water. You want Bahamas. You want Fiji. You want it all, right? Mm-hmm. So I love the vision building aspect of that. And I don't think that that should be diminished. Um, I think that if it is low vibrational, and that is, you know, really in the space of uh, producing death, and drugs. And um, I think, you know what I'm saying? And only the use of your body, there's something to be considered. You know what I'm saying? Because those things do attract to you. And I think we're seeing examples. We just don't want to admit that those things, what those people have produced that are seeing that come into their lives. You know, I mean, more than ever, I'm seeing rappers on trial and now for uh, our lyrics, you know what I'm saying? Now I'm seeing, you know, just so many different cases we're dying left and right, you know? Um, So I really do believe that um, it is important for us to not ignore our wants, or if you were hurt, you should definitely speak on those things. But I I do think that you have to watch out uh, to be sucked into the vacuum of low vibration and negativity or what maybe a, a label exec or anybody's trying to tell you, well, no, this is selling right now. You you need to check that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Did that it. answer your question? It, it 100% did. No. <laughs> oh, I, good, good, good. I love it. The, the the idea of the vision board versus the the low vibration. Jay-Z's 444 album uh-huh. for me was like the epitome of storytelling and I remember, you know, a lot of the younger artists that I deal with, I would I would send them records or, you know, we send records back and forth. And when that came out, I was like, y'all, this is like life changing music. And for the yeah. younger artists, you know, they were like, yeah, you do. It's kind of boring. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, trust me, go listen to what he's saying. And then few of them would like, like, I get it. A lot of them were still like, nah, it's whack. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But, you know, it's not for everybody. And I think he knew that even in how he rolled it out. The maturity of Jay-Z now and even Nas with the King's Disease mm. albums, I, I feel like, you know, again, a 20-year-old's not resonating with that, unfortunately. But I saw the impact that it had where younger artists who were fans of Jay-Z started being more truthful in their in their music. Mm. And so like you said, you can talk about your experiences, your history, your past, like Meek Mill's doing, or or even younger, but or Lil Baby, but you have to do it in a way that's storytelling like a movie right you're not yeah. glorifying it it's got to be like this is what we went through but look what we got this mm-hmm. is what we went through but that's not good as opposed yeah. to you know i'm gonna kill you i'm gonna shoot you i'm gonna rape you i'm gonna beat you if that's just if you're just doing that for three minutes that ain't helping nobody no it's not and, yeah. and unfortunately the people making the decisions of what music gets promoted and how much money gets put behind the songs they're not in a position where they're directly impacted by the results or byproducts of those songs being promoted so i've seen that firsthand where it's like oh man like if that's the dude that's signing off on your marketing budget and he's picking the song he doesn't know how that affects us Mm -hmm. i'm not saying he's doing it on purpose but like because i know how it affects us like yo maybe we should do this for the single instead Mm -hmm. and a lot of times you'll get pushback but i'll always go straight to that in in a room especially a label room i'll be like y'all like we can't, that's not our lead. Like I've sat and had the vision board session with this artist. I know what their intentions are. Yeah. And if we lead with that, we're putting them down a rabbit hole that we can't come back from. Yeah. Yeah. It's also how to me too, that like you're, you had to kind of convince the kids to listen. Oh, to I was like, what? Like, mm-hmm. I'll be like, that is like required material. That is like, what are you talking about? Yeah, so, I mean, like imagine like a 20 year old now, Jay-Z's old enough to be their dad. Like he's older than a lot of these people's dad. So for them, it's really hard for them to grasp that like, it's good until they see other artists like Dirk and these other art, little babies say like, oh man, Jay-Z's the guy. Then they'll go listen. But I think, you know, Jay knows it. It's like, it's hard. He, I mean, what he's done is is remarkable because we've never seen it before in our in our. Yeah genre i've never seen a hip-hop artist at 50 something years old put out a verse and people stop time to listen to yeah so thank god for him he's extended the life of hip-hop which has to happen because in every other genre there is no limit like the rolling stones can still sell out 
Uh, Celine yep. Dion can still sell out. Like in every other genre so of music, Beach Boys. Like <laughs> you can go till you're 90 and people are selling out. But in yeah. hip hop, it's like once you hit like 38, it's like oh. Nah, I can't listen to you anymore. You're not you're not in that and white hot space. You can't rap, which is like it is poetry. Yeah. You know, it is it, it, it's it's deep. It's deep. Yeah. Not with it. Not with it. Yeah. <laughs> so now I like that. I like that. You should tell your story, but you should be mm-hmm. consciously aware of the vibrations. So are you telling oh, the story yeah, yeah. in service of education and enlightening, or are you telling just a bunch of trash that really just puts someone in a in a bad space and really puts you at risk? Like you said, if you're yeah talking about drugs and this and this and that. And then a couple of years later, you're on trial for Rico. Yeah. That's like, that's hard. So I, I love that. It, yeah. And, you know, I'm not ignoring the fact too, that, you know, people who start getting into the industry were also taught, you know, like, well, you need to stay in this niche in this pocket to make it. And so they're just trying to get out of whatever, you know, challenging situation that they're in. So I'm not ignoring that, but that also to me, it's important for us who know to make that known, to make how important it is that we don't keep feeding that animal and find different ways for us to thrive. And and that's why we also should know our business. Yeah, I love it. I I think art and, and activism should always be tied at some level for every artist. All the artists that we're currently training or like, you know, teaching, developing, yeah, as we kind of onboard them, one of the things we do is is their vision board, and then we say like, "What's your goals in life? Yeah, and what what's important to you?" And then once we figure that out, we we always tie that. So yeah, you know, if, if it's immigration, and how do we kind of partner with an immigration non partner? If it's yes. you know homelessness, and, and you know we all have our stories and our histories, mm-hmm. so it doesn't take much in conversation to find out what's important to you. If it's supporting right. single mothers, if it's supporting you know kids who are hungry, if it's Whatever it is, use your art in a way that can make the world a better place. And that's something that I know DC Music Summit is doing, you're doing. Yeah. Um, and then I again I look forward to us connecting offline because I think there's some stuff we can work on yeah. in the near future that A will support what you're doing, but also provide opportunity for artists in DC. There was something you also said earlier about like kind of like not reinventing the wheel. Mm-hmm. Uh like kind of like if if it, if someone has something working, then a why, you know, try to create it from the ground up if they're doing that is one of my biggest pet peeves in the scene is that it's all I'm going to create it, you know, create another piece. I'm like, yo, this is a lot of work. Like I wouldn't even, this was definitely like in God's plan and his mission for me to start (laughs) because I did not say I wanted to be an ED of a nonprofit, you know what I'm saying? So I always try to tell people like, look, how can we work together? Because we can build branches of your passion, you know, if it's aligning with ours and we're on the same page with what we're already doing to become more of this power to change things as opposed to all these separate, you know, small entities. But well, I'll tell you right now, one of my vision board things for the DMV. So we moved to Atlanta four years ago. Yeah. Uh, but the DMV will always be like our home base. And then the ties that yeah. like it's it's when I'm there, we say home when we say home in our house, so we still talk about the DMV. Oh um, wow. But uh the DMV scene for me and DC artists in particular, because that's where we started, uh-huh. need the support. My vision board, my goal, one of the things I want to have happen in the next couple of years is I want to do a really dope music conference at the convention center. Okay. I want to get you. I want to get okay. Bird and in the DMV. I okay. want to get Bozzy and yeah. his group. I want to get DJRB. I want to get all these people who I know like are for the artists and care in a room and say, look, let's put together the, the like the dream music conference. Yeah. Let's put branding and labels aside and just do it as a collective. Yeah. And let's create an opportunity for artists to come and actually like, I want artists to go to this event and walk away with their LLC paperwork in place. I want That's them to go saying. to this event yes. and walk yes. away with their BMI with real outcomes. Yeah. I want them to go to the event and walk away with a YouTube channel and artist yeah. profile on Spotify and all these things that now that we have these relationships, I'm like, to your point, in all these other cities that kind of have their their niches, I uh-huh. feel like DC has a chance to be the, I mean, lean into what we are. We can be the, yeah. the, the where the creative entrepreneur is supported and like, where like the business comes yes. first. Where it's like, yep. we're, we're artists, yep. musicians, but our business is together. Because yes. when you go yes. to set up an LLC, the place where it's done 
all over America is in DC. The office yes. where the paperwork has to go is in DC. DC. When you get your EIN, <laughs> yep, the place yep. you get your EIN from is yep. across the street from the yep. LLC building. I did. So, so when I look at like the the DC artist and I'm like, yo, you need to set up an LLC. You know, you can drive 30 minutes and go to Southwest and get your LLC and EIN the same day. Same walk day. out with the document. Like no one else yep. can do that in no, America no. but you. But you. Yeah. You, you can it, go straight to your congressman. Straight to your congressman and be like, yo, we need to work on this bill. <laughs> you can go straight to Sound Exchange and be like, yo, we need to work Hello? on this bill. Yeah. You can go straight to the RIAA and be like, yo, we need to adjust this. You go yeah. straight to the Library of Congress and be like, yo, we need to like. So if all yeah. these things are right there in our yes. midst, Yep. And all of these major companies are there and the people who are, mm. are fighting policies are there. Yep. Then that's my I'm putting it out there. I'm going to send this clip to Bird because I've already yeah, told okay. her, I'm telling you now, like yep. my selfish, like what I want to do for us in DMV, specifically us. When I say us, you know what I mean? Yeah, is, yeah. absolutely. In the convention center, I want in, like in the Washington Convention Center, the Washington Convention Center. Right. I want every room, every square into that place filled with the dopest MCs, graffiti artists, visual artists, directors, yep. creative directors. I want the biggest names and and like I want Pharrell. I want Missy. Mm -hmm. I want like yeah. the DMV fully represented. But it be coming from us, from us. Know? And I yep. want people to walk away and be like, not only did I learn. I'm 10 steps ahead of where I was before I came. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm putting it out there. Yeah. We're going we gonna to get to, I'm, I'm, I'm a big, like, put it yeah. out there when it happens. I've put yeah. it out there now. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to have, Bird actually is next. I, I, I do her convo next week. So I'm going to okay. say the same thing to her. And then I'm going to start a chat with us and be like, all right, y'all. It don't have to be 23. Because <laughs> again, like, you, it takes time. It's like, I'm about doing things right. That's, so look. Our, our dream is the convention center you know hey. what i'm saying like with the, to have dc music summit but honestly i have always been a person who wants to connect the community but we also got egos in the way yeah that's, <laughs> that's a big you know what I, and i'll, I'll, I, I'll i'm just gonna keep it a thousand because you know uh yeah we got I'll, ego I'll, in the way, and I, I you know i think you you do need some ego in order to do the work that we do whether it be an artist or an arts business but you also got to kill the ego when it's taking over and we can't make things happen i i approach these people yeah. The people that you're bringing up, I approach them, you know what I'm saying? And um, there's an idea of, like I said, like, uh, you know, people want to take or do is like we've got to become to become the, the level of strength we want to be. We have to power up. And guess what? There doesn't only need to be made in the DMV or Words Beats in Life or DC Music Summit. We are covering different ground. <laughs> there is in and if they slide into these these people who who come to these different business slide into these different spaces they can still learn different we all have different rolodexes different information different perceptions different and it keeps our calendar of the year active where the arts and the arts music business stays at the top of minds uh, you know what i'm saying Got to get over ourselves so that we can really connect it. And that's just me keeping a uh, uh, buck for real because. No, it's, what you're saying <laughs> is true. And I'll, I'll speak from experience because I share yeah. this now with people is. So this goes funny to what we talked about earlier about being 10 times better with 10 times less. Come on. I think until we cross a certain level of success, there's a scarcity mindset that we grow up with and protecting what I have with everything yes. I have. Right. Yes. Especially our people. And so even for me, when we first started our studio, I was very protective of it. And whenever I did anything, like house had to come, you know what it was like if house was in the I building, already know. You, yeah, you yeah. we were there and we yeah. would take over yeah. and it was obnoxious. And it was, it was a lot of things. Like now looking back, I'm like, God, we yeah. were so obnoxious. But <laughs> it was like my way of saying like, yo, if we here, you gonna know yeah. we here and we gonna own yeah. it, we gonna deliver, yeah. but yeah. you're not gonna water it down. No, as exactly. we progressed and as we got bigger and I yeah. realized even if I could, get every artist in DC and around the world to come record. I I couldn't facilitate yeah. it. I shifted my mindset to like, and we started playing the back more of, all right, so how do I help them do it? Because yeah. if they do yes. it really well, it makes my life easier. Yeah. And yeah. then eventually it became like, all right, well, let me help this other studio set up. Let me help this group do this festival. Let me help this group and not worry about where my logo is or just yeah. people know houses behind it. And that again, only came from abundance. 
So I yes. think what happens yes. is until you cross over that level of abundance, we are yeah. the, like, this is the, it's ego, but it's fear, right? Ego is yeah. really just fear yeah. portrayed That's as, free. oh, yeah. well, if you can get, then I can't get. But I'll say this, yeah. my role in the situation and what I feel like my role in the DMV is now is to be big brother and say, look, y'all, like, yes. I got nothing to gain from yes, this, you. literally. I don't have to do this. Yeah. Let me get y'all in the room. Let me assure you that everybody will shine together and yes. let's do dope shit bigger. And because that, when, you're, yeah. mm -hmm. when you're in the rooms with yeah. people who don't look like us and you see success, you realize that's the key to their success is collaboration. The it's the, oh, it is the key to their success because they're not, I mean, I'm not saying they're, they're not having exhaustion, but they're not completely exhausted. You know what I'm saying? And then also, like you said, it's scarcity mindset. It's oppression. It's what we suffer for so long. So don't think that I'm ignoring that too, you know? Um, but yeah, once we reach that certain amount of abundance now, you know, it, it is, it's time to let it go. I mean, it's even not... for me, because yeah. like, um, as much as a humanitarian and I have given, I've, I've also had to, you know, protect what I've had because people do kind of, you know, want to push and pull. And it is rare to find a like-minded mindset. You know, mm -hmm. people who see where you're coming from or also see, you know what, this is the role where I just need to support. Yeah. You know, and that, and that's, and I also, I also find that where people who don't look like this, they should also be in a role of support and not, you know, like I'm saving them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, that's... Like, you know, yeah. Let me be a resource to you because I know we've had gatekeepers on this yeah. other side, you know? Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Well, we, we will make that happen. That's on my okay. vision board. Hey, I'm down now. to your crown. DC yeah. Music Summit. Yeah, let's go. I'm That's down to your crown. Let's pop I, it off. <laughs> this is how I do it. I'm going to get one by one. I'm going to get everybody. Yeah. I'm going to be the mayor. I'm going to get all of us because it's okay. been in my head for years. Yep. Like, I know it works. I know it yep. works. And God doesn't put nothing in my head that's like doesn't happen. So it's just a matter of us having these convos. Yeah. Us having a few more convos together. And yep. then when we do it, and we'll look back, because again, we don't know what we're doing. I'm going to put that up now and say, I don't know how to do a convention center, <laughs> 3,000 person, yeah. crazy ass event with Pharrell oh, and Missy. But when it happens, <laughs> and we're going to get through it, and I'm going to have a few oh, more good yeah. years, yeah. we're going to look back and be like, yo, we did that. It's amazing. And I know it. And I'm so for it. Like, I, and, and the what, what knowledge I've had from just like attending conferences, because sometimes it just starts like anything you fall in love with, just being there. Mm -hmm. Being in the presence of it, like I said, just, you know, um, uh, not not being afraid to be a person of support to it, give some time to it. It's about to be fire. Like hey. when you said that, I was like, oh, well, yeah, we, we speak in the language because I'm about collaboration and camaraderie. And I've also thought D.C. was just so beautiful in that, like my hometown, like I, I traveled a lot because my parents were military when I was a kid. Um, but what I loved when I came back home is that D.C. was so black. And DC did was was run by black businesses and black entities and all those things. And it was moving and nobody, nobody said nothing. You know what I'm saying? Until, you know, it started getting popularized with um, you know, like Obama becoming president and you know, all these things. But at first, you know, we was we was an all-black town making moves. And right. it was, I was going to the DMV seeing black faces everywhere, you know. Right. So we, yeah, like I've always uh, no, having that really young and being able to see that my, my granddad had a bike shop on 14th and V, yeah. you know, when I was growing up down the street from my church. So it was normal for us, <laughs> you know, um, 100%. no, these DC yeah. is a chocolate yeah. city. And for those who aren't yep. familiar with it, it's, it's unique in that yep. unlike other cities, DC has like, it, it's, it's very industrious. It's very like, yeah. He said to have multi-generation businesses, at least in the 2000s in D.C., was normal. H Street was black business, yeah. right? Like the the all of Southeast was black business and, yeah. and multi-generational black business. And unfortunately, in the last 10 years, a lot of those businesses aren't there anymore. So I, I think it's important that even as we do whatever D.C. Music Summit and all these other events, that we're continuously standing up and supporting each other as we're now the new generation of businesses. And that's... Yes. Why, like I said, my yeah. role is, could I do a 247 conference and these, like, yes, but why do that when I know DC Music Summit's doing it well? Why do that when yeah. I know what yeah. birds are, why do that? Like, That's let right. me just figure out how to yep. support these people. Yep. And then like, whether it's just show up and teach a class, whether it's financial support, whether it's structural operational support, whatever it may be, 
that to me is is how DC wins. It's it's why like Miles Gray as a restaurateur, yeah. I'm like, yes. oh, my, any event I have, I'm doing it at your restaurants. Like, wow, I'm okay. for anybody that that okay. looks like me that's that's doing yeah. well. Yeah, uh, my my wife Davina earlier today was like, you know, there's a difference between people who need and people who deserve. Yeah, it took me a long time to, <laughs> to see the difference between the two. Yeah, now yeah. I'm I'm excited when I find people who deserve it because those yes. are the people I'm, I'm not just rooting for. I'm putting everything I have behind. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. You know, it, that is such an amazing idea. Like this whole convention, actually I'm, I'm getting butterflies cause it's going to be fire. I immediately thought about like seeing all these different local emblems on a shirt and how that really is gang gang. Like that's right. really supporting what we have, but it also made me think about how Pharrell came in, did a $20 million uh, weekend here and he taking it right back to VA. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He's like, all right, thank you. He's going back to VA. He took over the city. There was parties. There was, I went to the uh, Busboys classes and conferences. I got to meet um, Pusha T, you know what I'm saying? Create a relationship with him. Um, He's now that he's speaking about how the DMV needs to come together so that we can. So that really says something, you know what I'm saying? When a celebrity who's doing very well, very established, tells you like the DMV needs to come together something else it's affirming and confirming what we've been saying for years you know so I really am so excited about that conjoining and how we really need to fight together but also the money don't need to keep leaving here yeah we paid five hundred dollars to go see all of these artists for maybe 20 30 minutes you know what I'm saying and go support a lot of our own local restaurants Okay, now because I'm gonna tell you something, the talent in the DMV is amazing. Oh yeah, and I had myself in that zone. We are amazing. I mean, you got everything here. You want real jazz? You want real R&B? You want real hip hop? It is here. It is here. You want eclectic? You want new? You want trap? We got it all. So mm-hmm. I think it is definitely that time, you know, for all of us to come together, because I tell people all the time, I didn't create DC Music Summer, so it was only me. Yeah. I created it because I saw a need. I need your help. I need, but I need you to do the work. And yeah. that's, yeah, it's time. So I'm- nah, We're we going to get for so and push a T, all of them. We, we got to get them. Yeah. The thing is, when you're in the exactly. room, everyone's saying the same thing. Yeah. We just haven't sit it in the same room together yet. Go. And so that's, yeah. I think that's yeah. going to be the next step is- over the next year, we'll, we'll have some text threads. We'll get people in a room, have okay. dinner. And then what I see happening is we're probably two years out. But yeah. if we can get everybody clear this year and then like yeah. land on what it is, yeah. again, DC is a city where we know DC Arts and Humanity, like we have budgets for this. It's not like we had yeah. to come out of pocket. Like we, we have grant writers collectively. We have yep. hella yep. stories and backstories and successes. So like yeah. when you pull all that together and say, this is what we're doing together, it, it, I know what that looks like. So I'm that's really excited. News, that's the news coming for us instead of us coming for the news. You know, 100%. I like to get the PR. They coming for like, oh, oh, oh. 100%. I'm excited. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, well, Dior, you you have been a, a gracious, gracious conversationalist. I, oh, I yeah, love dude. this connect. Again, thank you for letting yes. me be a part of DC Music Summit. Um, I, I, I started and I will end with yeah. You said something. You said you've been to other conferences. I've been to Midem. I've been to yeah. A3C. I've been to South by South. I've been to a bunch of different conferences. Mm-hmm. Although it might not be on the scale of the other ones, from okay. an execution standpoint, yours is one of the best I've been to. Oh my and goodness. that and that okay. is is don't take that okay. lightly. Like you got your okay. formula. Okay. Like people don't, you know, people go through the motion of that. I'm telling you, like, I'm not just saying it because you're on here. You've yeah. got something re- you got it so good that I was like, you know what? I don't think I need to do a conference. Like, let me just Okay. Support what they're okay. doing because okay. you're doing yeah. it well. You're doing it right, and and I, I wish you nothing but success. But beyond Thank wishing, you. I will make sure to support and and ensure your success. Okay. Um, because I think you're a dope person. Thank and then you. on the other side, don't hold on to that music because you're a talented, yeah. talented artist. And and yeah. I had a convo with a friend who he does clothing now, and it's funny. He said he got into the clothing as a hustle to pay for the music. And then he got so good at the clothing, he forgot the music. <laughs> and now he's just yeah. known for clothing and business. Yeah. Don't like, even if it's just for fun's sake, like even if it's yeah. like Kokai had to say, he says, art, let art, art. Even if it's just for art's sake, yeah. put that music out because okay. the world needs your, 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 your story. I will. I definitely will. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I definitely will. Yeah, that, that my heart needed to hear that. So absolutely. 
2023. <laughs> we expect I'm more. so honored to be on this call, you do. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. We're going to do a lot more. I'm yes. so excited. And I will, uh, I'll follow up with you. I know it's the holiday week. This, will, this yeah. will come out in January sometime, but we'll follow up in the next couple of weeks for this, but obviously for like the other stuff too. Okay. Okay. I look right. forward to it. Yep. Thank you so much. So Thank before you. we go, is there any last thing you want to share with the people listening for you, for DC Music Summit, for DC in general? You got the floor and then we'll end. What do I want to say to the people? Um, believe in yourself. Believe in the community that is right next to you, that is around you, especially if they're speaking your language. I'm not talking about if there's toxicity and you can't grow and you feel you feel insecure in that space. You're not feeling loved. You're not being celebrated. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the, the space and community. Uh, if you're out here and you're pushing and you know, sometimes you just need to listen to that person who is your fan, who's got your back and, and learn how to accept that love and then learn how to accept that support. Go after your dreams. Don't stop. Keep pushing. Don't worry about age. Don't worry about time. Just do it. Literally just do it. And it'll when you're going after your dreams and your talent, your arts or your ideas, the universe just seems to open up. I mean, everything you know, but nobody knows this. Nobody knows what they're doing. As me and you were saying earlier, nobody knows what they're doing, but you're going to learn. <laughs> you're going to learn as you go. And all the resources are going to start coming to you. And it's going to it's just going to blow your mind. So just go for it. Just do it. Just go for it. And on that note, thank you very yeah. much. Thank you. <laughs>